0: Hey guys, welcome back to Sunday Glow. I'm Allison. And I'm Christine.
1: Guys, we are in person. Back at it. Oh my god, I'm so happy to be here. We are in Boston together for the weekend. And it's just been the best past 24 to 48 hours, honestly. Um, I'm so grateful to be here. I know, I was going to say, like, if you need a sign to
0: physically reunite with your best friend, this Mm -hmm. is it. Just because it's just like texting and you know staying connected is obviously so important but when you're able to just spend a day or two physically together I think it really just changes the game Mm -hmm. and for me it just makes me feel so much more grateful for like our relationship and our friendship so yeah happy to be here so grateful that we're able to spend this time together yeah um but we thought what better episode to record yeah. when we're physically together than something really about, you know, friendships, being vulnerable and all that self-worth stuff. So with that, let's set the tone for the week and share our Sunday intentions. All right,
1: Allison, what's your intention of the week?
0: So what my intention is to really give myself more grace at work and... I think this is definitely something I'm just going to probably continue to struggle with is really being hard on myself and obviously being like my worst and harshest critic. But I think with that, it can be really debilitating every time I go to work. Like it can be really anxiety inducing. So I really just want to allow myself to make more mistakes allow myself to be a novice at things I think we talked about this in our last episode but like give yourself the room to make mistakes and ask questions so that's definitely going to be my intention for this week is to allow myself to not be perfect Mm -hmm. and just to learn and be in the position to learn
1: Mm -hmm. and you're still so early on in your career so it makes sense what is your intention for the week Uh, My intention for the week is to remember that life is precious and yeah, just making sure that I can constantly remind myself of that uh, because I feel like at times we can get so kind of involved in like the schedule and being busy and all these things, but at the end of the day, we're very lucky to have those things. We're very lucky to be here, to be able to live where we live, to do what we do, and so I think just stepping back and remembering that and remembering that life is precious and take advantage of every moment is something that I want to remind myself of this week. Was there something that
0: like happened or something you watched that was like, oh, I really want this intention?
1: Mm. So I think it was, so being in Boston, I, I... Just like a little background. I got here before Allison did. So I landed like at 9 a.m. on Friday morning. And Allison got here at like 11 p.m. Friday night. So I had the entire day to myself. And I was just doing my own thing. And I feel like I haven't been alone in a while. Because we talked about this before I started school. I haven't been alone in a while. And that's something that I wanted to do. And make sure that I'd make time for. But I haven't in the first few weeks of school. Because it's just been so busy. And so I was able to be completely alone all day. I did. I went to Soul Cycle yes. in Boston. I got some work done. I finished a project. Um, I walked around, got some sweet green. So I did all the things that I love and I did it all alone and I did it in a city that's incredible. And so I feel like that just reminded me that life is precious. You got to take advantage of every moment. And I think being here and being able to have that day to myself was a good reflection time.
0: Do you think there's something to be said about almost like being alone makes you realize that even more than being with other people sometimes? You mean being alone is... Like being alone makes you realize like, wow, life is truly oh, so precious. Yeah. Sometimes I notice that when I'm with my friends, like I'm so caught up in maybe like our dynamic. I don't mm. really take a step back to look at like, this is where we're at. Yeah. Like wait, let's look at the bigger picture here, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. It's definitely, it's easier to kind of overlook that aspect but um I think this weekend we both like realized like we're so lucky to be like where we're at yeah that's like true. beautiful place being able to like do the things that we're doing is incredible and we're super grateful for that so that being um, said
0: you got to surround yourself and we're going to talk about this with yeah. people who are going to continue to remind each other that yeah like who are willing to look at things with a more like grateful mindset and not just be so entitled and privileged like
1: mm-hmm. so important for sure so Yeah, I love that though. Yeah. All right. So now let's hop into our current favorites. All right, Allison, what's your first favorite? So, my first fave are these
0: vitamins. They're the Love Wellness Vitamins. It's like a daily woman multivitamin. I'm like, I am so weird about my vitamins. I have this like, area in my cabinet I have like <laughs> 10 vitamins oh gosh! honestly it's because my parents have like d- it drilled in my head like you have to take your vitamins oh. you're not gonna get your nutrients just from food so I take this daily woman multivitamin um I mean can I tell you I see drastic difference within a few months <laughs> of using it no but I definitely do feel better about myself knowing that I'm putting stuff in my body that's good for me so and this one is super cute it's from Target you can just get it Um, online or in store. And I love a multivitamin because it literally just takes care of everything you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I've been loving that.
1: That's awesome. I didn't know you take vitamins.
0: Oh, yeah. That's something that my cousin who I live with has like definitely pointed out. She's like, you're a huge vitamin person. I'm like, yes, I do.
1: (laughs) I did not know that. That's awesome,
0: though. A tip is something that I've actually like learned through trial and error, is you can't take vitamins on an empty stomach. Mm. I took them in the morning, and then I got to work. My stomach was killing me, and I oh, I wow. told my coworkers, and they're like, "What'd you eat?" And I was like, "I didn't eat anything. I just had my vitamins." They're like, "Girl, you cannot take all those vitamins on an empty stomach. You gotta oh. take it like." my mom was in this too like after breakfast or after a meal so now i take them at night because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna like lug my vitamins to work you know right, right. so <laughs> that's my <laughs> Do you have like a little pill box <laughs> that's cute too a little pill box um yeah no that's actually a smart idea because i can organize it like by the day yeah but
1: especially if you're taking like 10 of them i know
0: i literally like open every single bottle put two put two put two it's like oh it's my annoying. gosh um
1: that's a i don't have patience for that i really don't
0: no but that's so true that a little vitamin box would be good that's
1: yeah fine. okay
0: <laughs> all right what is your first fave?
1: so my first favorite i'm wearing them right now it's the lululemon align leggings i
0: absolutely love these i feel like you've mentioned these before
1: yeah i probably have i, I think the last time i talked about lululemon align was the tank oh my god really yeah. love the tank but the leggings really great i just bought another pair of black ones so a little fresh pair of aligns is like the best feeling ever and yeah nothing much to it it's just really comfortable and i think they're really worth the money do you have an inside tip on how you're supposed to wash
0: these because i've had them before wash them and then they just pill i'm also just like yeah. so lazy about laundry this is a
1: hot take because i so the person i lived with last year was like super obsessive with leggings and like lululemon Uh and so she would like hang them dry like wash them only with other lululemon items and i was like my mom just always taught me to throw everything in and like be okay (laughs) but that would ruin them and so i was like i don't know why they're getting ruined she was like you're not washing them correctly and so i started washing them correctly and wow they started not really yeah they don't pill when you wash them correctly okay (laughs) And so then I moved in with my new roommate who just throws everything in the wash, and now I'm just like, eh, okay, so, yeah, I I don't wash them correctly anymore. But do you wash and then dry, or do you wash and air dry? You're just, but I used I used to go through the whole thing because of my old roommate. I would just I'd wash all of my workout clothes together. I also used to work out a lot more than I do now, and so I washed all my workout clothes together and then I air dried everything and so I would go through like I have a lot of leggings but I would go through them really quickly because right. I was working out a lot um but now I probably only work out like four to five times a week and so only four to five <laughs> <laughs> I used to work out a lot more because the pandemic but yeah so I don't work out nearly as much and so I just throw them in with my regular clothes because I'm wearing more regular clothes than workout Hot clothes take, now. yeah because before I mean yes I would work out a lot more but I also would wear workout clothes basically right. everywhere because like we weren't going out anywhere Nowhere to go and so yeah I don't wear them as much so I just throw them in with regular clothes which is not a good idea because my other lines are pilling so it's great something that
0: I'm like so lazy about is laundry though
1: like I don't have the patience
0: to sit there and accumulate my jeans just to wash Mm. with jeans I throw all that shit in there like it's not great but I'm also like it just gets the job done yeah but I think what I'm starting to realize too is that as I'm starting to invest in more higher quality pieces I want to take more care of them yeah so it's like wait let's maybe take more care of this yeah that's actually a good thing
1: yeah I do separate my whites from my like everything else that's good (laughs) so that's like one step in the right direction but yeah we're getting there folks Mm -hmm. all right what's your second favorite all right
0: my second fave it's actually an activity and this is so random but it's actually just doing like casual dinners in chinatown like Mm -hmm. spontaneously no reservations no dressing up it's just uh what are you in the mood for chinese food okay let's go mm-hmm. and like I did this a few times with my friends and it's just so nice I think to walk first of all not have to like rush to a reservation yeah. you don't have to get us all dressed night. up <laughs> literally us <laughs> we went to dinner last night and like we were like, Uber, like oh my god like do we have time to get ready like it's I love doing that and like yeah, getting dressed up yeah. but also there's like some stress around it mm-hmm. so especially after work if I'm able to just hey like let's grab dinner go to a casual place it's just so fun mm-hmm. um so you know I mean, not everyone may have a Chinatown where they're at, but just a casual (laughs) dinner with a friend. You don't need a reservation. You don't need to get dressed up. It's just about good food with good people. Um, I've been loving that. So that's my fave of the week.
1: I love that. That reminds me, I don't know why, but it reminds me of when you used to come over every Monday night and we'd like cook steak. Oh my God, I miss that. (laughs)
0: Those were the good times. We would, that was so fun. We would like bring our, or like I would usually come over, so I would bring some produce and like christine would have the meat
1: like the
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then she would like handle the meat and i got the sides that was so fun yeah
1: that was fun that I was the that.
0: pandemic because we really couldn't like go out to eat yeah we should, like, made the
1: most of it yeah it was like bachelor mondays oh, it was great oh my god yeah okay let's bring that back <laughs> yeah literally. Somehow. somehow over over zoom <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: what is your second
1: fave so my second fave is a food item. And this is so not Christine. Usually yeah. I'm just snacky yes, and foodie. Yes, I know. <laughs> so my food item is the Whole Foods vegan Caesar dressing. And I'm not vegan, mm-hmm. but I was at Whole Foods and I was like I really want salad. Like I want to make my start making my own salad and I bought like this big bag of like tilapia like pre-packaged in the freezer section so I could just easily cook it or whatever. And so I wanted to put that with salad. So I was, like, looking at the salad section and trying to find a good dressing. And I found this one. And the reason why I picked it up was because it was 15 calories per mm. tablespoon, which is really, really little for dressing, like, yeah. for salad dressing, especially for Caesar dressing, because usually it's pretty high. And not that calories, like, matter that much to me, but just knowing that it's a really healthy option. Also, the ingredients were really great and, like, nothing that I could not pronounce. And so... Yeah, I really like it. It tastes good, so I really like it. It's a little pricey for a bottle of dressing, but (laughs) um, it's really good, and I mixed it. This is, like, this may be weird, but I kind of took this take on what I get at Chopped, like the salad place, and what I get at Sweetgreen. So I make the salad with the dressing, Parmesan, whatever, with a tilapia, and I also put hot sauce on it. And it's actually so good, because it's, like, the chicken pesto parm at sweet green at least that's what it reminds me of with the hot sauce but i put the hot sauce on caesar salad oh that's so. A, that's so interesting i hot think sauce it's good. On caesar i know it's like it's odd but it, i think it's good no but that sounds good Do, i'm just i'm i'm
0: not super aware of like caesar does caesar usually have like dairy or something
1: yeah it's usually like kind of like a a dairy-based oh. dressing Caesar salad white. is good because yeah. it, it has like the cheese and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because I have vegan Caesar dressing, but I put Parmesan cheese on top. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's like me. I'm like, I don't eat dairy, but then I'll have because and I'll have like my oat milk latte, but then I have ice cream. Like, it makes no <laughs> sense just to me. Yeah, um that's funny you say that though because I'm also starting to like make my own lunches to work because mm. it's not sustainable for me to like get that's what lunch I need out to every do time. Too. Um, but yeah, like salads are a great thing to pack little bowls so maybe i should look into this dressing that sounds Mm. good
1: yeah well if you're doing if you want hot sauce the whole foods also has the what is it called the sriracha yellow bird sriracha that's the one i get
0: i love the sweet green hot sauce like is it similar to the yellow bird i would say so yeah Mm. yeah we both have the same sweet green order it's the chicken pesto oh my god
1: literally on friday i was so i was alone in boston and i was like I'm going to get sweet green after soul cycle. So of I course. walked to sweet green. It was like 10 minutes away. It was so nice. I am eating my meal and I'm texting Allison cause she's like about to get on the train and she's like, <laughs> Oh, I just picked up sweet green. I was like, what? Literally we had the exact same order at sweet green at pretty much the same time. It was just literally like, the odds.
0: We are on the same wavelength. That's yes. too funny. All right. So be sure to check out more of our faves on our website, com. And with that, let's dive into this week's episode. All right. So as you know from the title of the episode, we're really going to be talking about how not everyone deserves to hear your story. All the vulnerability, the new friendships and How self-worth can really play a role in like who you choose to tell your story to. So from all the self-development that we've been doing, I think one of the most impactful lessons we've been learning is that, again, not everyone deserves to hear your story and be a part of your story. Being a part of your life really is a privilege and being open and vulnerable is something that people should be granted access to, you know, after the connection, the trust, the non-judgment zone has been established. And I think that as we're both, again, in very transitional parts of our lives, we're really taking inventory on the people in our lives. We really believe that you are who you surround yourself with. So it's important to take the time and ask yourself, do I like who I am when I'm around so-and-so? Do I like the person I'm evolving into? So we really wanted to break up this episode into just like super casual, chatty, like asking Mm -hmm. ourselves and asking each other. Like, how do you define a good friend, all the qualities we look for in a good friend, and how are we able to be a good friend? So, Christine, how do you define a good friend, and what are the qualities that you look for in a friend?
1: Yeah, so, I, for me, a good friend for me is someone who really cares, someone who reaches out not when they want to tell you something, but when they genuinely care about what's going on in your life. I love that. Yeah, it's rare. Uh (laughs) We'll get into it. (laughs) And yeah, a good friend is just someone who's honest and caring and wants to see you succeed. And I think that this is something that has showed me who is a good friend and who I need to take a step back from, especially in college when a lot of things can overlap in the things that we're doing. And there are a lot of people who can either one, uplift you or to kind of tear you down or not be happy for you and your success and so I think I just like looking back I've seen like certain friends who are still with me today are the people who have really uplifted me when I'm succeeding even if that meant that I they weren't getting something or the opposite like I was uplifting them when they were succeeding when I wasn't getting that opportunity and I think that's tough in college because you're in the same situations, you're applying for the same things, you're going after the same things in life. And so I think it just goes to show that if someone can be genuinely happy for you regardless of the situation, regardless of their situation, um I think that shows that that person's a really good friend versus I've had friends who constantly like feel like they have to one up yeah. each other and I feel like that's just such a toxic relationship and not worth my time at all. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of qualities, of course, like just uplifting each other is not one quality that someone should have. I think being honest, like caring and all these things are also great qualities. But I think that's the one thing that I look at, especially when I look at friendships or like reflecting on friendships. I think I'll touch upon
0: this in like my answer too. it's so hard to find people who genuinely are happy for you and support you when you're winning and they may not be. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say winning, but like when you have something worth celebrating, whether it yeah. be like a little accomplishment. Um. So I guess like something that I'm also starting to think about is what makes someone able to take a step back and like celebrate your success versus someone who just like absolutely cannot.
1: I think it's finding yourself within and being completely okay within totally in order to be able to support someone else's Mm. accomplishments like for example like I don't have a relationship I'm a single person but I'm so happy and like so excited for anyone who's getting into a relationship or anyone who's talking to someone or anyone who's in a relationship I'm ready to support that in someone because I'm confident within myself that I'm happy as I am and I think that's the difference like I can be without and still give totally so Ooh, that's powerful <laughs> no, that is yeah and i think it's it's hard to find but i think at the end of the day it is being okay within so that you can give Totally. so it boils down
0: to you being okay with yourself right like i think that's something that we can constantly remind ourselves is that when you are celebrating yourself and you want to share that with someone but you feel like they aren't receptive to that mm-hmm. and they can't celebrate that remember that that's a A projection and reflection of themselves right like that just shows maybe how unhappy and unsatisfied they are with their current state they just can't think to like celebrate you um
1: and we'll kind of go into that later too and um we talk about like toxic friends and how we deal with that but i think it really does boil down to the fact of you never know what someone's going through like it's something maybe that's affecting them like the how they grew up versus i don't know but you don't you you don't have to surround yourself with those people so yeah what about you how do you define a good friend
0: all right I love this question um I really think that like asking ourselves like hey how do you define a good friend it really empowers us to view friendships as people we choose to lend to our lives you know Mm -hmm. Being able to be super picky and selective about who gets to hear your story, setting expectations and standards for how people treat you, I think that is so important and it's really everything. Um, I know everyone needs different things from different relationships and I view friendships as nurturing relationships meant to encourage, uplift, empathize, understand, support, and root for you when you can't root for yourself. And I think that the best friends really want the best for you, Mm -hmm. not for anyone else. They how good you are and want to protect you at all costs like honestly I say that a lot with my friends I'm like I literally am trying to protect you at all costs because they see your heart they support your wins they cheer you on and they're there to celebrate your successes I think in the most genuine friendships there are no ounces of jealousy or bitterness and there's a mutual understanding that we're all on our own paths you know not in competition with one another And I think the moment things start to feel competitive and the relationship feels like people are trying to outdo one another, that care, compassion, and genuine love that once may have been there is no longer there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think something that's super telling is if something great happens to you, do you feel comfortable and confident that if you tell your best friend this, are they gonna be happy for you? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're second guessing that, like, that's telling, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think another thing I look for in a friend is someone who's not only receptive to my thoughts, but also is a really good listener when I need them. Something you talked about in your answer is, you know, like I have something super awesome to share. I just want someone to listen. And I think that it's so hard to come across someone that genuinely cares about you. And Mm -hmm. that sounds so simple, but that's all everyone really wants, right? Is someone that you can talk to and who would actually listen to you and care about you. Um, and I also think that a good friend is someone I don't need to be talking to 24 seven. Like there's no insecurity in the stability of mm-hmm. the relationship. Yeah. It's not tumultuous. It's not dependent on how often I see you or go out with you. It's not conditional on your mood, my mood. It's comfortable, easy, and the synergies are unmatched. Mm-hmm. And I also think clearly I have a lot about, I'll have a lot to say about this, but I think that bans and laughs are really mm-hmm. key. Like someone who doesn't love to laugh and like it's a good time like that's just yeah. sad like, I want to be able to hang out with someone and like honestly like belly have a laugh good time. Like, have yeah. a good time like just have a lot of fun because at the end of the day like life is so short to not be like laughing and um you know just like vibing with someone mm-hmm. so yeah and I would say my final thing is just having those aligned core values you know people who are so different from me but we fundamentally care about the same things and i think that will really lead to having like sustainable relationships
1: Mm -hmm. and i think that is pretty much our friendship i think that's pretty much our friendship in a way that we both say that we're both so similar but i think at the end of the day Our lives are not similar, but our core values are. And I think that obviously is what drives us as human beings. And so I think that's why we get along so well is because we have the same core values. And even though I think it's even a blessing that we're doing different things because we're able to kind of we're doing different things, but like similar things. So we're able to just uplift each other in the way that we do our things and be excited for each other's success and still... Be great friends because we are grounded by our core values. And I think there really
0: is a beautiful thing to be said about just being friends with different people who are in different phases of life, Mm -hmm. too. Like our friendship has always been rooted in the fact that like I'm a year older. Yeah. So, I mean, Christine, now that I graduated, was like my little, you know, so that was kind of like the foundation of our relationship. I kind of took on this like big sister role but then now that we've both gotten older i feel like it's less of that dynamic and it's more of just like oh we're just like best friends yeah so it's actually really interesting to kind of like sit back and look at how our relationship has evolved yeah i feel like when you're in college the big little it's so like big little yeah but as you get older it just kind of like meshes into like a friendship
1: yeah it's so interesting like looking back and like i still remember you were showing me like yesterday the photo like a first photo we took together yeah like, my freshman year, your sophomore year, it's just, it's crazy life, man. I know. Time flies. All right,
0: so, in order to have good friends, you got to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. So, how
1: are you a good friend? So, sort of tying back to my last answer, I try to be the friend that I want a friend, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I want to be the person to uplift people, to help them through their struggles, to listen to them when they need mo- when they need most. And my intentions with it is giving and not receiving. Um, So something my mom always instilled in me is to never owe anyone anything. And I know this sounds strange in the context of friendship. But I truly feel that when you approach friendships with a giving attitude and not set these internal expectations of what they have to give back to you in that way, it can also help you appreciate so much more in that relationship. And so my goal in every friendship is to really be that person who can people can come to who when they need someone, when they want someone to hype them up, when they want someone to calm them down or just help them through something in general. And of course, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Sometimes I get stuck in my own head. But at the end of the day, I try to just keep this giving mindset when, um, keep this giving mindset at the center of how I approach friendships.
0: I feel like when things can get a little bit messy is when people start to like keep score.
1: Or yeah. they're like, I helped you with
0: this thing. Yeah. You need to help me with this. No,
1: thing. it's like, no, I just, it, I, it's just like kind of like setting internal expectations when you're keeping score. And yeah. it's like, why? It shouldn't be done out of keeping score. It should be done out of love, out of totally. caringness and like genuine, gen, genuine authenticity. <laughs> genuine, <laughs> I, I don't think genuine... I don't know. Anyways, yes, authenticity, being authentic with your friends and just like caring and not having these internal expectations to keep score cuz that's just toxic. Yeah.
0: I think I've come to some friendship struggles where I mean, I will be the first to admit too. Like sometimes I feel like I'm giving 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 so much mm-hmm. and like I don't get anything back. Yeah, there's so a So I feel like, how do yeah. you navigate that? Cuz I think you have that giver mindset, which is amazing, mm-hmm. but people can take advantage of that. Yeah,
1: and I think that it's all about balance, and so it's not necessarily like, oh, like I helped her with this on that date, like I helped her three times. Has an times. Excel document. I'm waiting for her to help me three more times before I help her. Like not like that kind of thing. It's more of like I think that's where like toxic relationships lie. But I think it's easy to realize if you are continuously giving and not receiving or not getting. The same, I guess, feeling that you want to feel Mm -hmm. back. Because you can constantly give and be happy with that. And maybe that's what you want to do. And like, that's what that friendship is. But I think that when it becomes hard on yourself to constantly Mm -hmm. give and you feel like you're just giving and not receiving, and maybe Mm -hmm. even receiving doesn't have to be them like physically receiving to you. That might be like a Like receiving might be a product of you giving yeah that makes sense so I guess it just depends on the person depends on the relationship depends on the friendship whatever it might be and just evaluating what where you you are in terms of being happy and that's what I do is just saying like am I happy in this relationship do I feel like I am getting enough Mm -hmm. from this relationship whether that's from them or from myself giving to them Mm,
0: that's a really good point because like you said not everyone who gives has that expectation of receiving or people are totally some people are totally okay like giving 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 and to them giving and seeing how other people are receiving it that's enough for them to be right receiving so that's a really good point i think that's something that is a good check-in with yourself is just to ask yourself like am i getting enough from this relationship Mm -hmm. that's a really hard question to ask that's a really good question
1: yeah all right what about you how are you a good friend
0: so I think I really try my best to be the best friend I can be to the people in my life when I can be. And I think that also means being open and honest about where I'm at, you know, not to the point of emotional dumping, but being OK, sharing the things that are not always butterfly sunshines and rainbows. I think that imperfections and shared struggles really open the door to vulnerability and true connection. You know, sharing now with each other talking about the not so easy and glamorous things and really allowing each other to be there for each other I think that is one of the most beautiful things and that is what may differentiate a more surface level acquaintance type relationship from something that's super genuine deep and fulfilling Um, I think that something I really try my best to do is that when people come to me with a struggle I really try to empathize and see things from their situation and honestly assess like what do they need from me in that moment I think not everyone who comes to you with a struggle is needing your advice they don't need you to tell them a plan of action how to tackle that I think nine times out of ten I can attest that like when I go to someone about something I'm struggling with, I don't need them to solve my problem. I just right. them to listen. I really just want someone to like feel things with me and just kind of understand where I'm coming from. And I'm not expecting everyone to be able to understand, but at least maybe try to understand. Yeah. Um you know assessing their needs asking myself like do they need me to sit there and listen to them do they need me to snap them out of something like what do they need for me right now and I think sometimes vocalizing simply like hey I'm here for you if you need me it gives people the feeling that they're not alone Mm -hmm. like recently I had a friend come to me about something and honestly I didn't give them like a plan of action I didn't Mm -hmm. give them a solution all I said was like hey your feelings are totally valid I would feel the exact same way what you're going through is really hard right now, but, like, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And, like, that meant the world to them. Like, they didn't need you to solve their problem. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's, like, one side of the coin. I think that empathizing with people, trying to understand, and just being there for them is what... I really try to do to be a good friend. And something else is I really try to be the one that takes initiative. So, you know, I'm the friend of the group that has no problem being the one making a plan and taking the initiative to connect like multiple people. Um I'm a huge proponent of the fact that you never know until you ask, you know, what's the harm in asking? Like, even if I haven't talked to so and so in so long, like, let's just reach out. Like mm-hmm. I can almost believe that 9 times out of 10 they probably want to be the one reaching out but just yeah. are too scared to. Yeah. Um so I think that my friends also just really appreciate my effort so I really try my best to be the one to coordinate things and ensure that we're seeing each other. Um you know life gets really busy and at the end of the day you will make time for the things that you prioritize and for me Seeing my friends and making sure we're like kept in loop with each other is something that's really important to me. So I really try my best to coordinate, like, okay, everyone put this in the calendar. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people think I'm like neurotic about it, but I'm like, at the end of the day, we're making time to see each other. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something that I really pride myself on to be a good friend.
1: I love that. Well, first thing. So on the first side of the coin, (laughs) on the first, on (laughs) the the head, on the head side, um, I really liked what you said about empathizing with people and knowing what they need because you almost have to like listen to what or know what your friend wants and be able to provide that. So I know with you, like you want someone who empathizes with you versus for me, like it's the opposite. Like I want someone to give me an action item. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. I think it's just like knowing what your friend needs and being able to be that good friend to understand that and like say it and yeah. be like that person when they when they need it most. And then on the other side of it, I think that planning things, we talked about this last night, like if you don't plan things, it's not going to get done. It's literally
0: not going to happen. Like
1: there's so many times honestly this year that I I can check myself even in the past few weeks of starting school when I see someone I haven't seen in a while and I'm like, "Oh my god, we need to catch grab lunch, whatever." It hasn't happened. Right. And if you don't put it on the calendar, like, it's not going to happen. Yep. And this one person, like, reached out to me, like, last week. Or I saw her at the beginning of the semester, and I hadn't seen her in a while. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to grab lunch. And then the other day, she was like, hey, let's get lunch today. And I was like, that's so nice that we, like, made that plan. But I think it's also really hard to do things last minute and a little stressful because it just adds a lot of I don't know for me like we both of us like we have to have plans we like to organize everything so not knowing like what's going to be happening is a little stressful for me but regardless I think setting plans like we set this plan to come to Boston a few weeks ago and that really worked well for us because we put it in the calendar and everything that comes on comes to us after that is around that and not kind of like, Oh, let's push that off and then do, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but no, I agree. You just got to plan things out. You got to empathize. You got to understand what person needs and be able to give it to them. Yeah. And I think something
0: that I've come to some problems with is when I try to plan things and they're like, oh, but I don't know what my schedule's gonna look like then. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the point of planning. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so that we can plan around that. So that it's yes. a priority now. Yeah. We plan around that. And exactly. I get I I know like work and school get in the way, but I think if you're able to just set aside time, maybe really far out. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee that you could plan around that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's one thing, like we talked about this last week with our organization episode, how I, for me, like when I'm in school, I planned, I knew everything that was going on th- for the rest of the semester. So I intentionally planned this weekend, knowing that, I mean, I do have an exam next week, but knowing that, I can plan around it and say hey like okay like I'm gonna set aside this time to study because I know I'm gonna be in Boston this weekend so it's just knowing what your schedule is organizing it and being able to prioritize your friendships and work around your other things going on in your life yeah
0: and like obviously Christine and I are so busy but just knowing that we both took the time out of our hectic lives to see each other, like that means the most to both of yeah. us. Knowing, like, we prioritize seeing each other, making sure we're like in the loop, and we just have a nice weekend. Like, mm-hmm. life is so short. Yeah. Let's just be able to see, it, it, and it doesn't have to be an extravagant. Thing. Yeah, like I was able to take the train in; she was able to fly in, spend a weekend here. Yeah, back to our normal lives tomorrow. But like, it was just so fun, yeah.
1: and I think it's hard because we both have obviously realized that work and school just don't coincide and we just haven't been able to like keep up as much because we're literally just not close to each other anymore in terms of like proximity and so that's tough but we still make do and make ways to obviously like record the podcast every week over zoom and still make time to see each other in person and be able to record in person which is my favorite thing to do yeah so
0: it's yeah it's just making time it's it's the priorities man like you will make time for what is important to you for real all right so this question not so glamorous but when you're dealing with those toxic friends how do you deal with
1: that okay so for me I will definitely say I think I could be better about tolerating toxic people in my life I honestly let people stay in my life longer than they should and that's one of my weaknesses um but, I mean, if someone's being blatantly rude or toxic, I say something. Um, but, like I was saying, at the end of the day, I don't take it personally. And I really just tend to distance myself rather than being so, like, I'm going to cut you out of my life. Like, I don't like you. Like, stuff like that. So, I don't ever want to be that person that leaves things on bad, on bad terms. And that's hard when people can be so mean. But, at the end of the day, I always have to remind myself, you never know what someone's going through. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Um or what they went through to be that person. And so I hold on to that instead of fueling hate within myself because that just ends up making me feel like crap and it's not worth my time when I can simply just put no effort into this toxic relationship or just distance myself from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, at the end of the day, will serve me better than accumulating all of this hate towards someone.
0: So, I think you do a really good job about like not taking things personally. Mm. Like I think that I just like tend to take things personally because I feel like friendships and stuff, that's like one of the most personal things. It's like if this friendship doesn't work out, I'm like, well, obviously something, not that something's wrong, but like something's to be said about each other.
1: Do you think that it's because of like how open you are in relationships? Because I feel like, it's funny because Hot I was take, yeah. talking about this with my friend Isa, if she's yeah. listening, and um, I was, she was saying like, yeah, you are just not an open person. I feel like I didn't get to know you until like now, which was just like the almost the fourth year we've known each other. Wow. And I was like, that's so interesting because I felt like I was an open person, like I felt like I was an open book, but I don't think I am. <laughs> so. That might be why I don't t- take things personally because you're like, you don't even know me. Yeah, I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> so maybe that's why. I feel like you are pretty open. Yeah, and
0: like, I mean, just touching upon this, kind of like how we make new friends, do I take a while to open up? I yeah. definitely think that, I, and it's funny you say that, I think I come across as a really open person. Mm. Um, I'm kind of down to talk to anyone yeah. about anything and I kind of approach new friendships as just like, new opportunities to connect with people. Yeah. But I think that I've become a lot more wary about who I actually let mm-hmm. into, like, the core of my life. So, yeah, I come across a super, like, bubbly, open and stuff, but... Maybe my, the reason I take things personally is because when things like don't work out, I'm like, wait, but you didn't give me a chance. Oh, I had more okay. view it that way. Okay. Like you didn't give me a chance or you didn't get to know me. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't even know me. Bye.
1: Yeah. I need that Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. That, oh my God. I love
0: that take though, because I remember when meeting Christine, I thought you were more reserved, but I didn't think you were closed off. I just thought like, mm. oh, she's a little bit more like
1: shy yeah I think it's funny because when you were saying that uh, well the one thing that I like popped into my mind was there's I think there's a difference between being extroverted and being open Yeah. because I think I've turned into more of an extroverted type person since the pandemic I've talked about this whatever but I don't think I'm open so I think I confuse those together and that's just not not it I think I'm I'm can be extroverted when I want to be I definitely when I met you I was very reserved I felt like and shy but at the end of the day I think I'm not that open Yeah, which is hard on me because when you open up to someone oh my gosh that that's tough See, it's funny. Like you, I
0: guess you view like opening up to someone as tough, whereas yeah. I view it as I'm like, oh, of course I'm gonna open oh, no, up. To no, no,
1: it's not. I wouldn't say it's tough. I mean, like the after when it doesn't work out. Yeah, that's it's that's like really shit. tough. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't get over this. And then, but do you think
0: that when it doesn't work out, that kind of closes you off to like new things a little bit?
1: Yeah. yeah, and it makes things really scary. Yeah. So, or like gives me like a lot of fear surrounding like that one thing. So, it's funny.
0: I feel like sometimes when talking about, like, friendships and relationships and stuff, like, we'll talk about, we'll, like, be in a conversation about it. And then Christine likes to use the word terrifying. Like, I've noticed <laughs> that you say that a lot. Really? Yes. And you're like, that. that is terrifying. I'm like, is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I guess, I think, like, I guess opening your heart in friendships, in relationships. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that you use that word a lot. Like, oh, this oh. is terrifying. I'm like, is it? Like, it doesn't <laughs> have to be. Um, But yeah, I just want to point that out. Like, maybe you're it's funny like you come across you think you're open but mm-hmm. then you're realizing you're not yeah to other people it may be received as like oh she doesn't want to be my friend mm-hmm. she's not interested but for you you're like I'm just protecting myself
1: yeah yeah from getting hurt
0: so it's just so interesting like the different sides of how things are perceived versus what your true intention is mm-hmm yeah I agree but yeah okay so in terms of how I deal with toxic friends um I think because I'm quite I honestly do give most people like the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. I feel like Christine is better about um kind of like no bullshit really to me because I feel like you're more like I don't know I think that you're more like oh they don't like me like whatever
1: I, I know, but personally. I think it's the opposite. Like, I feel like really? if someone's treating you like crap, yeah. I feel like you're like, uh, no, I'm done. Okay, that's true. That was And you'll you tell saying. them off.
0: Yeah, that's true. I feel like, I mean, I'm not like a bitch, but I do no, but you say, can be and that's good because you protect yourself. That's true. I think that when it comes to like toxic people, I'm pretty brutal about this. And I think mm-hmm. I really think that it comes from me being like the biggest sister. So yeah. I've always been like protecting my little sisters. So... You know, I think there's something to be said about giving people second chances, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt, grace, etc. But I'm talking about those people who are constantly letting you down, who are consistently disappointing you and not meeting your expectations, making you literally feel like shit. So I definitely don't tolerate that. I don't want to say I'm like a different person, but like I don't have the time and energy to be dealing with shitty people, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm able to choose who I surround myself with like outside of work and all the obligations and stuff. Um, but I would say that depending on the situation, I usually just let things kind of fade out. I don't really have a confrontation. Mm-hmm. I don't really have like a conversation about this conflict. Um, it's just kind of like a slow fate. And I think it can go from like talking a lot to not talking so much, hanging out less, and just accepting that things have changed. I think it's also important to take inventory of who's currently in your core circle and evaluate how these people make you feel. You know, time is so limited. We literally don't have the time to continue to feed into these dead relationships and dead ends. So why spend that time and energy with people who make you feel like shit when you mm-hmm. could be spending it on nurturing relationships that could uplift you and encourage you and make you feel good? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend recently and she was just like, Allison honestly I come back from hanging out with these people and it just makes me feel so shitty Mm. and I was like that's just so telling about because like when you're hanging out with them in the midst of it it might be fine like when you're in the middle of like laughing drinking whatever it's fine but when you take a step back and you come back from a night out and you're like wait that like made me feel so bad yeah I know it's really hard to cut people off and stuff but I think if you're able to, first of all, just kind of look at that relationship and reflect on how it makes you feel. That's the first step. The second step I would say is just to kind of slowly distance yourself because Mm -hmm. you want to distance yourself from the things that just don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. So I agree. All right. So the last question that we're going to round up this episode with is you know, we talk about all the things that we look for in a good friend. We talk about all the ways that we try to be a good friend. And we talked Mm -hmm. about the things that we do to distance ourselves from people who are just not serving us. Mm -hmm. So how do you cultivate that group? Or just how do you cultivate like great friendships?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think this is something that is always a work in progress but i'm really grateful for where i am in life right now with the people that i have and i know it evolves people come and go and relationships fade and grow its life i think that what keeps me grateful regardless of who is my group of amazing friends is consistent consistently being opened to people coming and going and as please as cliche as it sounds, I'm just going to live my life and surround myself with people who are making me happy in the moment and trust that they will stay around if they are meant to. And in terms of cultivating new friends, especially during times of transi- transition, I think it's really hard because I was talking about this so hard. yesterday about how someone was asking me like what I'm looking for in terms of like the future and I think it's hard because I'm like oh I'm in a transition phase in my life I'm a senior in college like I'm not gonna be where I'm at for the next year like after this next year I'm gonna be leaving the city or whatever and so and I don't know where I'm going which is also another stressor to kind of add to the mix it's terrifying as Christine (laughs) you know it's funny because I don't say I I say terrifying, but I think I say it lightheartedly because I'm not actually terrified. I'm just like stressed. <laughs> Maybe you do. You're like, oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a word that I like to use. I don't know. It's scary. But yeah, it's just, I think when people ask me that, it's like, oh, well, I'm in a transition phase, so I don't really know what I want or know where this is going. And then with friendships, it's like, I'm going to senior in college and like, I'm going to enjoy the people that are around me. But I think... With both of those situations, if you just feel like you're happy in the moment and if it's serving you in the moment, I'm happy with that. I don't need to think of the future. I know that for me, I believe that God has a plan for me and everything will work out the way it's supposed to. And I don't need to find things terrifying or (laughs) stress about things because it's like, it's all going to work out in the end. It's like, why do I need to define things? How I believe it, it is right now, when I can just be happy where I'm at, enjoy what's around me, and then know that whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen.
0: And I think that shift in perspective definitely came from like the pandemic of where mm-hmm. our future was on pause. Like we literally don't know what like the next day looked like. Yeah. Um, but I almost hate being asked that question. Yeah. I don't like being asked like, what do you want in the future? How am I supposed yeah. to know? I don't even know I what I want for
1: lunch tomorrow. I <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> literally, I just, it's, it's hard. And you know what's funny is I used to be able to, when I was in this transition phase, when I was kind of just like going through college, I was able to say like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Yeah. And... Maybe that just goes to show like those were also times where I needed to grow because maybe that's not what I needed at that moment. So,
0: there's also something to be said about like you think you want something, you never know what girl, you want, you don't even know.
1: Like, I feel it's like goes back to that saying, it's like every like. What if it turned out greater than you ever expected totally. or ever greater than you ever dreamed of? Like, I'm just going to stop dreaming at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree.
0: And it's funny because, obviously, me being a Pisces, you being, like, a sort of planner in, in the future. <laughs> like, we,
1: Both of us, we love planning. We love
0: planning the future. I think when I say I like to plan the future, it's more like I like to plan, like, what my week's going to look like, not what my next five years are going to look like.
1: Yeah, see I think I I like to plan my weeks and I like to plan the years like the future years. <laughs> However, I plan them with as like inspiration rather than as something that needs to be done. So I'm not tying like my happiness or my success to that but more so this is the direction i want to go in like it's almost like telling for me telling god like this is where i want to go like hey can you help me get there (laughs) manifesting it with god (laughs) yes so yeah it it just depends but i think that in terms of cultivate cultivating that group of amazing friends just be open be happy do what serves you and uh, like know and trust that those people will come into your life. What about you? I think that the
0: first thing I would do is to really take inventory of who's currently in my life and how that's measuring up to what I want. And this really goes back to what we're talking before. Like, is this person meeting what I need right now. Um, I think a lot of relationships may be worth working on and salvaging. You know, it requires constant and recurring communication from each other and where we're at and what we need. But I think we cannot expect things from others if we don't vocalize what we need and want. Like you said, you're Mm -hmm. someone that maybe when you have a struggle, you're looking for an answer or a solution. Like, help me through this. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Just tell me that it's going to be okay. Um, And I think one of the most difficult things to do in a friendship especially with someone that you're really close with is to vocalize a conflict I almost yeah. feel like that's harder to do than with someone you're like not that close with yeah. right like setting boundaries and asking each other like hey is this what you need right now is everything okay it's almost like that's harder than a relationship because mm-hmm. it's like I'm someone I don't love to maybe admit when something's wrong mm-hmm. and I'm like I would rather just kind of let it go under the water than actually address it head on which is something I'm trying to work on but really evaluating like are we both getting what we need from this friendship right now but in terms of yeah how to cultivate that group of friends I think in order to have a friend you have to be a friend right and you can't you know be on your high horse and be like I need these amazing things but you're not gonna deliver any of that you're not gonna give any of that so I think the first thing is to really take inventory of not only who's in your life but also of yourself like am I being a good friend right Mm -hmm. now maybe the reason that you're not meeting people who you want is because you're just not attracting that energy Mm -hmm. like you're not giving off the energy that you want so i would say take inventory of who's in your life right now take inventory of how you are as a friend and go from there
1: i love that and i think that's it all just boils down to reflecting on where you're at and whether you're happy where you're at and being that good person in return so to wrap
0: up this episode, we know this is a long one. If you listen to it all, you are amazing. Um, but to wrap up the episode, we're going to go with this quote, and it's to have good friends is to be a good friend. And I think this really boils down to us to hopefully empower you that like you have the power to be picky about who you led in your life, and you have the power to attract the people in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, In order to have those amazing friends in your life, you have to be that friend as well. Um, we're constantly working on being a better friend to each other, constantly asking ourselves, like, what do you need right now? Is our communication where we need it to be, et cetera. So yeah,
1: I love that. And I think also just to like quickly add, I think sometimes people can be like, I don't have any good friends, blah, 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 blah. If you want a starting point, just start to be a good friend, just start and see, I'm sure that will lead you in the right direction and so if, the, if you take away anything if you're looking for good friends be one and i feel like they'll start coming around
0: so make sure to follow us on instagram at sunday glow pod check out our faves and stay up to date with all things sunday glow on sundayglowpod.com we'll see you guys next sunday bye bye